Welcome to the Wheel of Sport. My name's Ian McNally, and this is a very special Wheel of Sport. I'm waiting to connect with Matt Lavery, Matt Lavery, all the way in Edinburgh. Now, some of you might know already, long-term listeners of the show, that my hometown team of Tramia Rovers have got to the Football League Trophy Final. Matt Lavery, Matt Lavery's hometown team of Sunderland have got to the final of the Football League Trophy. The kickoff is just over six hours time as we record this and it's going to be a bit of a fun episode because we're very excited, very excited that this is going to happen. Uh, the Football League Trophy really doesn't mean very much but once you're there, once you're in the final, of course, it's like any award doesn't mean anything unless you win it. So I'm just waiting for Matt Lavery, Matt Lavery to give me a call and connect and we will jump straight into it. Matt Lavery, Matt Lavery. It's me. Hello. Hello there. Yes. Oh, sorry. I, I stole your thunder by saying your name twice. That's all right. Uh, welcome to the Wheel of Sport, Matt. Thank you. Home of the greatest sports stories ever told. My name is Ian McNally, and with me... It's me, Matt Lavery, Matt Lavery. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> it's me. Well, Matt, we're a bit giddy. We're a bit uh, excited because... Fever pitch. Listeners will know is the big game today. It's happening in a matter of hours as we're recording. Is between Sunderland and Tramia Rovers. It is the football's most prized trophy. Yeah, the Pizza Cup. The Pizza Cup. <laughs> Tell me, Matt, why is it called the Pizza Cup? Because uh, it's got a new sponsor, the uh, a pizza manufacturer. Yeah, it's it's it, it definitely football's most distinguished trophy. I'd say, <laughs> you know, not everyone gets to take part in this competition. You wouldn't see your Real Madrids or Barcelona's playing in the EFL Pizza Cup. Well, yeah, and Sunderland, by virtue of being in the Championship or the Premier League for most of the time, haven't had the privilege of playing in such a fine uh, tournament. But of course, uh, on their way to the final, uh, Tramier Rovers actually beat two, uh, I think, two Premier League teams. They beat uh, Leicester City and Manchester City. So the beauty is, Ian, they're not really their teams, are they? They're their, they're their kids. <laughs> So for listeners who don't know, the the format of this competition, it's for the crap teams and the good teams' children to play in, basically. That's (laughs) that's the gist. So when Ian says they tran me beat some Premier League teams, they didn't. They beat the Premier League teams' junior sides. (laughs) They did. The substitutes are like sat in a pram. Like ready, yeah. just having a little feed before going on. It's 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 quite depressing, that isn't it? That uh, the worst thing. So you support a big club like Sunderland. Uh, they're just a big club, one club town, and just a massive stadium, massive support. Tramier aren't like, but the worst thing about being a Tramier fan is 
people patronising lower league teams. And that is definitely like when you put Manchester City under 21s, that is so patronising. It's like, mate, we're, yeah. you know, full-time professionals here trying to uh, scrape a living in in, league, in the fourth division. But Matt, we're pretty giddy. We're pretty excited because kickoff's going to happen now. What's going to happen is that I'm actually going to be in bed while the final's being played because I am in Melbourne, Australia. I have two young children I've got to get up to in the morning. I'm not getting up at 4 a.m. to watch the watch the Papa John's trophy, sadly. So uh, we'll work that out anyway. But you're, you, where are you watching the game? We're still in lockdown here in Edinburgh, so I'll be watching it at home on the television. Um, but I've got my kit on, my, uh, my, my 1999 uh, kit, the gold kit, the mustard kit. It's a, it's a pretty vile kit. Um, and it's the kit we lost a cup final in. So there you go. It's really awful. Like even the, it looks like it's got those like little holes in, like like a gauze. Is that <laughs> is that the material? Is like I'm wear, I'm wearing a, a, an old Tramia Rovers kit, which um, kind of was trying to steal. Remember England had the kit with the red stripe down, not not the Jamaican lager, but the, it, it yeah. had the. And so Tramia Rovers basically stole that idea, um, and it's made by uh, Zara. Not the uh, fashion chain, Spanish fashion chain, but Zara with an X. So who knows what they do. Um, but Tramia and Sunderland haven't met many times in history. We we actually haven't played that many games against each other. Well, no, because even though we're both you know two old clubs, two historic clubs, generally speaking, we've not been in the same division, so we don't get to meet that often. But there was a very famous incident that I remember uh, growing up. Uh, it was in 2000. I'm sure you remember this one as well, Ian, where Sunderland played Tranmere and there was huge, disgraceful, <laughs> disgraceful <laughs> cheating by Tranmere and their their coach, John Aldridge. I was uh, at the game, Matt. legend. Were you? Yeah, I was at the game. Yeah. I was sat Disgusting. in the what is now the Johnny King stand, which was then the Borough Road, and which just it's just a, a really small. It's about about twelve rows, and it runs the whole length of the pitch. It's a it's a, it's the warmest stand I reckon in football because it's so it's got a full roof. It's so enclosed, and because it's it's only like thirty rows deep, it's it's so sheltered. Like you you wouldn't you wouldn't understand the sheltered stadium in. The, in your in the ivory towers of higher league football. Well, for, for listeners who don't know uh, the the disgraceful cheating I'm talking about, what happened was Sunderland are playing Tranmere in the cup uh, in 2000, and one of the Tranmere defenders, Clint Hill, is red carded, and as he's given his marching orders by the referee and asked to leave the pitch, uh, he he starts to to go. There's a bit of movement on the Tranmere bench, and. Um, they just send another lad on in his place. So they replaced a player who'd been dismissed, which is against the rules. So instead of Tranmere going down to 10, they just, they had no numerical disadvantage at all. Matt, you, you had an 11th player on the field. You, you, it was remarkable. You've butchered this story because you you just haven't given the circumstances it actually happened, which was, it was the 90th minute of the game. There was so little of the game. Tramia are 1-0 ahead. They're trying to defend that lead. It's the FA Cup. 
obviously Sunderland are in the Premier League at the time, Tramia the, the division below. We're trying to defend this lead and we're trying to put a defender on. Now, it wasn't like Clint Hill got sent off and they saw him being sent off and organised the substitute. Stephen Frail, a defender, was uh, waiting to come on. And he was kind of absentmindedly just like checking his studs and the fourth official and stuff was checking his studs. And he completely missed the sending off. So Clint Hill got a second yellow. There was a little bit of commotion. Clint Hill walks. And as Clint Hill walks off, he goes up to Stephen Frail and just like kind of pats him as if to say, go on. And Stephen Frail just absentmindedly jogs on. But he was, it was a minute before, he played for a minute before they realised and then they had to arrange it. I think Andy Parkinson was the player coming off for Tramia. But it's weird because I think if that happened to Tramia, I would be filthy about it. But because it happened, it's really funny. <laughs> it's really quite funny. Like, cause, and also, I'd, I don't know what it's like in Sunderland. I know every football fan thinks this about their team. But they think that there's a conspiracy, like a refereeing conspiracy. But one thing I did notice over the years, being a Tramia season ticket holder, when we played higher opposition from the Premier League, is that the referees did seem there did seem to be a bit of a, a favoritism for for the establishment, uh, and it was quite confronting when you know those teams were on the ropes. Or get, I think Tramia in that period they they did beat I think nine Premier League teams in cup competitions in that like fairly short period of time so to get one back even if it only lasts a minute (laughs) seems to be some justice there you know for these very fancy like your team the Sunderland team Tramier actually beat Sunderland in 98 in the FA Cup at Prenton Park as well 1-0 I think but your team in 98 was the list of players was tremendous it's like it seems like a really strong team. Yeah, well, it would have been. I mean, '98 was uh, was another time we got to Wembley. So, I mean, I'd say this match today, Ian, the one we're looking forward to, Sunderland would be would be fairly strong favourites. You'd say absolutely, yeah. So Sunderland are flying at the moment. Um, you've won nine out of your last fourteen. I mean, Tramier have won eleven out of their last fourteen. But you know, the opposition isn't as good as <laughs> what Sunderland have been playing. Um, and both teams are both in the same spot in the league as well. Well, Sunderland are in the higher division, aren't they? For the listeners yes, that yeah, don't yeah, know, yeah, Sunderland, yeah, are, in yeah, the, yeah, yeah, Sunderland are in the third tier of football, and Tranmere are in the fourth. So it's yeah. neither are quite behemoth, you know, Galacticos. <laughs> well, I think yeah, I think Sunderland have got sixty points this year, and Tranmere after a terrible start at the start of the year, um, where we had Michael Jackson <laughs> as our manager. Always a bad move. Uh, Probably no relation, though, I'm guessing. (laughs) He did have a little chimpanzee on the bench in a leather jacket, which is (laughs) quite quite off-putting. That might explain the poor start. And then um, Keith Hill came in, and as really, the Tramier have really clicked and and been fantastic for the last um, you know last part of the season. And uh, Tramier have got 57 points, so both very equivalent. We've got some very good players, but unfortunately, um, we've got a couple of injuries as well for today. James Vaughan being one of them, Matt. I was just having a look at his record. And it actually, I'm I'm sorry, it made me laugh out loud, his record. Because I, I 
forgot that he played for Sunderland. You did? Because he, he obviously started his career at Everton, Everton and yeah. was quite a prospect. And then he just went out, out on loan for like Derby, Leicester, Crystal Palace. And then he signed for Norwich. Then he went out on loan to Huddersfield. Then he signed for Huddersfield. Then he went out on loan to Birmingham. Signed for Birmingham. <laughs> then he played for Berry. Then he played for Sunderland. He only appeared 23 times for Sunderland and scored two goals. He has appeared 25 times to Tramier Rovers and has scored 18. <laughs> <laughs> but Sunderland would have been in the Premier League, I think, when we had him. Yes. So, you know, it's, it's, it's four divisions below. Yeah, 2017-2018 season. He's probably found his level. <laughs> <laughs> Brutal. It's a shame he's not playing today because I think, uh, you know, you, you're nailed on to score, aren't you, against your former oh, team? Oh, against your old team, definitely, definitely. <laughs> yeah, look, I, I agree. I think Sunderland are the better team for today, but I don't know if you're aware of this, Ian, but Sunderland have failed to win in any of their last eight visits to, to Wembley. Um, Is it over yeah. 40 years or something? It goes back to 1973, which was when we famously beat Leeds United in the uh, in the FA Cup final, which, which was a huge upset at the time because uh, back in the 70s, Leeds were a really, really strong side. Uh, so we won it in 1973. Since then, we've lost the FA Cup final in 92, the League Cup finals in 1985 and 2014, the playoff finals in 1990, 1998 and 2019, uh, and the EFL trophy or the pizza trophy in 2019. And then on top of that, there was also something called the Football League Centenary Tournament, uh, which we lost in 1988. So, yeah, pretty wretched run at the uh, the National Stadium for us over at, over at Wembley. Hey Matt, um, you know what I've just realised is that that uh, football league centenary festival um, in '88 was Tramia's first ever appearance at Wembley. Oh yeah, yeah. So Tramia actually did really well because they were the the lowest ranked team in, in it. Uh, do, do you know anything about this festival? It's quite. No. It's really funny. Like it just wouldn't happen today, and that's why it's a joy to read something like this happening. It took place in April. Right, had a weekend in April to celebrate the Football League centenary. They played on the same day at Wembley. They played a, a series of games which were forty minutes long. <laughs> so the games, the, the games, were, so they could fit them all in. They were forty minutes long, and if uh, if they were tied at the end of the forty minutes, it went straight to a sudden death penalty shootout. <laughs> Not even a, not even five pennies, just straight to sudden death. No, not even wow. like three pens or anything, just sudden death straight away. So Tramier actually beat Wimbledon and uh, Newcastle as well. So they beat them in those 40-minute games. And then they got to the semi-final, which it, it is increased to 60 minutes. Uh, and this they play the semi-final and the final on a Sunday after playing those 40-minute games on a Saturday. And... Um, Tramia drew two all with Notts Forest and then lost the uh, the shootout. And I think Forest went on to win. So it's it, like it just wouldn't happen today, that would it? No. Clubs would never agree to something like that. And it there was teams like Liverpool were in it, Man City were in it, obviously Sunderland, Newcastle, Notts Forest, Wimbledon. So, but it was great for a team like Tramia to like be a part of something like that, to feel you know to rub shoulders with some some big hitters and and perhaps like that's maybe our only advantage today is Tramier have been to Wembley four times in the last five years 
we've actually been to Wembley like uh, for a team in our like of our status we've been to Wembley um so so many times like 1990 we won the Leyland Daff which is the equivalent of the Papa John's it was called the Leyland Daff it sounds more respectable doesn't it when it's named after a truck (laughs) (laughs) you know like it's it's had lots it must be quite cheap to sponsor mustn't it Definitely. Relatively. Definitely. It used to be sponsored by a paint company. What was it? What was it? And uh, Checker Trade. Yeah. Is that the... That's is it. That it's all the same. Um, John, Johnson's Paints, Autoglass, uh, Sherpa Vans, Freight Rover, I think, were the first sponsor. But, um, yeah, like Tramier have been to... They went 19, 1919, 1991 in the playoff finals. We almost got to Wembley at 1994 with the um, Coca-Cola Cup final. Um, and then... We should have been to Wembley much more, but we got we got to the three semi-finals of the playoffs in the championship or the old uh, division um, two, and lost in the semi-final. Three years on the bounce, so we were so close to being a Premier League team, but just couldn't do it in the playoffs for three seasons running. And then, of course, we played the last League Cup final, played at the old Wembley, which was against Leicester City in the year two thousand. Um, the Worthing Cup final, which uh, we lost, and guess who got sent off in that game, Matt? Clintel, your boy. <laughs> yeah. Nice. What have you ever been? Have you ever been to these games, Ian? Yeah. So I went to um, uh, the first time I went to Wembley was for that 2000 Worthington Cup final. Um, it was funny, Matt, because Clintel was probably is one of the best players I've ever seen at Tramia. Like I loved him so much. He was a real heart on your sleeve type of player, really tough tackling, strong um, defender. But he, he was prone to these hot-headed moments and he gets sent off and this group of Tramia fans just unveil a banner saying we only need 10 men, like a pre-prepared banner for this. <laughs> they Like they knew Clint Hill was going to get sent off. Yeah, and then obviously in the in recent time, we've been to Wembley, I'd say four times in the last uh, few years. Um, with, with Tramia went down to the, the conference, the National League, so the fifth tier for a couple of seasons and uh yeah got promoted via the playoffs um lost one playoffs and have won the uh got two back-to-back promotions through the playoffs so that's probably the you know it's become known as prenton park south like such as the uh the frequency so that might be the only advantage yeah uh have because if fans were allowed to go to wembley the sunderland fans would by far outnumber Tramia fans anyway so there wouldn't have been an, a fan advantage yeah, I mean Sunderland. Sunderland went there the last went went there twice last season. Sorry, not last season in 2019, and we lost both times. So we made it to the equivalent of the EFL Trophy uh, two years ago and lost on penalties. And then we also made it to the playoff final to get out of uh, League One and lost in the last minute uh, before extra time. So the our record there, as I said, it hasn't been great recently. Um, I was in Australia in 2019, so I wasn't able to go to either of those games. But I did go in 2014, where Sunderland made the League Cup final um, and lost to Manchester City. But that was remarkable because on the way to the final, we'd beaten Chelsea and Manchester United. And then at half time, we're winning 1 0 uh, in the League Cup final thanks to a Fabio Barini goal. And Oh, I couldn't believe it. I was so excited the, the concept we were 45 minutes away from from actually winning a trophy in my lifetime as it was we went on to lose the match 3-1 uh, <laughs> so that wasn't so hard but it was still a great day out and the previous time was in 1998 I was very fortunate 
to go uh, to to the playoff final there. To you know, the winner would have made it into the Premier League, and uh, Sunderland were facing Charlton. And in this game, you know, it's been talked about as the greatest game ever played at Wembley. It was, it was four all, and each team just exchanged goals. So one nil Charlton, one all. 2-1 Charlton, 2-all, 3-2 Sunderland, 3-all, 4-1, 4-3-Charlton, 4-all. It was absolute end-to-end. Uh, there was two players on the pitch, uh, Kevin Phillips for Sunderland and Clive Mendonca for Charlton, who were absolutely too good for that division. Both strikers were you know, scoring hatfuls of goals for fun. And, uh, and that was sort of the approach. And then it, it went to penalties after a 4-all uh, final. And uh, everybody scored... Um, it, it was the 14th penalty that was missed. Uh, it's a 13 in a row before one of Sunderland's defenders, Michael Gray, missed a penalty, or it was saved rather. But yeah, it was it was just an incredible final. Even though we lost, I think it'll it, you know it was it was just a pleasure to be there and, and see such entertaining football. But yeah, we've never won in my lifetime, certainly. <laughs> so maybe today could change. Yeah, today is a great opportunity to to break that voodoo. I think you know. Tramway are certainly there for the taking and we played you last season when we were in League One uh, before getting voted out of the league. So you, you beat us 5-0 at home and then beat us 1-0 at our place so six goals in two games with none in response is uh, pretty comfortable. Um, Not a bad aggregate. But it's interesting, I know you were dark, Matt, on the uh, January the 8th, 2000, the FA Cup, where Tramia played with uh, 11 men against 11 and then got a man sent off and still played with 11 uh, <laughs> for a minute. Uh, I know you're still dark on that. Tramia and Sunderland did not meet each other for on, for 19 years after that game. So we never played yeah. each other until meeting in League One and then you absolutely thumped us like like you're getting revenge for that one minute. <laughs> Five nil. <laughs> and it's it's funny, I was uh, looking at some of the players who we have in common and there's there was quite a lot of links between Sunderland and Tramia. And that, that struck me as kind of unusual because it's not like we're similar clubs or that we're in the same locale. But um, do you remember a player called Sean Thornton, Irish oh, yes. kid? He scored yes. this yeah, midfielder. Yeah, yeah I remember him. So he he came up through Tramia, and Sunderland illegally poached him, uh, and oh, then <laughs> and then a tribunal had to set the amount, and Sunderland also got fined, probably like you know three hundred quid or something, <laughs> something stupid. Um, but he scored on his debut for Sunderland. He's, it's if you haven't seen this goal recently, just Google uh, Shaw Thornton goal. It was against Chelsea. Matt is such like if you score a goal like this on your debut, like the the bar is so high for what you're going to achieve <laughs> at the club. Um, but he did kind of you know peter away after that. Sadly, uh, Sean Thornton. He apparently like I like I watched him at Tramia and he was very very gifted. But uh, you know, people say that his his head wasn't quite in the in the right spot to be a, a top top player. And also, one of my favourite Tramia players uh, was Ned Kelly, David Kelly, uh, who mm. played uh, for Sunderland in the nineties. I just thought he he was such an underappreciated player because he he kind of tended to score less goals than maybe a 
a real top striker but he did so much work off the ball he did so much running off the ball which was so unselfish and made so much space for other players i think he was such an intelligent player and he he scored the the goal for tramier against leicester at wembley but i think a lot of sunderland fans would have quite fond memories of david kelly from from that period of, you know in that mid 90s um and then of course uh, darius uh, kibiki do you remember him yeah, of course. He played hand, more than a handful of games for Sunderland, but um, yeah, he, Kibitsky, he was he, we had a he played for us for a few years at least. I think didn't yeah, he? and and then he uh, he played a handful of games for Tramia. Sorry, so he played like twelve games for Tramia. I think oh, and right. he might have been on loan or something. This is way after his Sunderland because when he was playing for Sunderland, I think he was also in the Polish national team. I think he played a, a few times for Poland as well. But I looked him up, Matt. He got he got arrested and charged with bribery for for buying some sort of sports center in Poland in two thousand seven. You know, it's like, mate, you're supposed to like be running a pub or become a policeman. You know, that's what yeah. footballers of that era went and did. Like, you're not supposed to get embroiled in like uh, mafia crime buying sports centers illegally. And of course, Craig Russell. Craig Russell was kind of a, um, I think he was a local lad, come up through the youth system at Sunderland. Uh, he actually signed for Tramia later in his career, and he, he ended up only making four appearances. Um, but the story about him, Matt, is that when Tramia played Sunderland, it would have been, it was either the 98 FA Cup game or the 2000 FA Cup game. And Sunderland had brought like three or 4,000 fans and during the game there was all this commotion and all the Sunderland fans were pointing like up towards just one spot so the top of the crowd were pointing down and the bottom of the crowd were pointing up to (laughs) to this person and then singing there's only one Craig Russell (laughs) and Craig Russell (laughs) they'd obviously spotted him (laughs) and then brilliant singing him and he's just you could kind of it was funny because the following uh game at Prenton Park I got the the match day program and as was reading it before the game it had a write-up and an explanation about what that was (laughs) which I thought was like great follow-up you know the reason that the Sutherland fans were not watching the game or pointing at one bloke was because it was Craig Russell that's (laughs) very good and uh, and finally, Matt, Max Power, the the greatest name not only in sport but the greatest name in the world. <laughs> be called I mean, Max Power, genuinely the greatest name. So again, for listeners who, who perhaps aren't familiar with the Sunderland roster, he's he's currently our captain. And it, it was it was a Simpsons joke, wasn't it? That's what Homer Simpson yeah. changed his name to for a joke. <laughs> My name will be Max Power. <laughs> well, that's. <laughs> That joke, that joke lives. <laughs> well, the weird thing is, Matt, he was born after that Simpsons episode went out. Was he really? Yeah. yeah. So wow. it's not a coincidence. His parents are either massive Simpsons fans or massive idiots. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, unbelievable. He's a very good player. He was. He's quite a charismatic player. He, he did very, very well at Tramia, like came up through the youth system there. And he's played at Wigan, did very well and... I think you need a player like him at a team like Sunderland just to kind of... He does seem to bind people together or kind of he does seem to have this quality of... Uh, he's very combative and very kind of, you know, if there's a fight on the pitch, he's kind of first over there. 
and he's yeah. the first in the referee's ear and stuff like that. So I think he he will be uh, if he's fit, he'll be relishing the opportunity I think to play against his uh, parent club. But um, yeah, Max Power, so, so good, so good, so so good. I didn't realise that he was born after that. That is. Uh... That just that just shows how old we're getting, doesn't it? The passage of time. <laughs> it puts a different because he's on not it, a young it? footballer. He's probably coming toward the twilight of his career. Yeah, he seems. He certainly seems that way, doesn't he? I'm he sure looks he's like just it, in his like else, late. Yeah. I'm sure he's in his mid to late twenties, I think. But um, he did start well, he looked, quite he early in Champions. So, um, Matt, of course, one thing that a lot of Sunderland fans will have fond memories of. And I, too, have fond memories of this day. It was May the 5th, 1996, when you had won promotion. And the last fixture of the season was away at Tramier Rovers. And Tramier Rovers ground, Prenton Park, holds about 16,500 fans. And I was at the game. I was a season ticket holder. I was at the game. <laughs> I was one of about 3,500 Tramier fans. And it was a sellout. <laughs> Brilliant. Sunderland have done that a few times over the years uh, in the lower leagues. Because Sunderland are a very, very well-supported club, as you said, Ian. Um, you know, it's not unusual to, for us to, be, you know, come close to filling our stadium, even when we're playing, you know, lower down teams uh, or less well-supported teams. So occasionally we'll go to an away team like like Tranmere and just bring buses and buses and buses of people. They coordinate it. They all... They arrange it. I think they did it against Blackpool last year, and uh, three three sides of the Blackpool Stadium was red and white with Sunderland. <laughs> it was remarkable. It's great though because like that means that the Tramia get the full gate receipts, uh, yeah. and, and also the one thing to be said was that there was no trouble. The fans were fantastic. They were great. They understood what was <laughs> what was happening. Tramia won two mm. nil didn't matter um but all like the... it's just a celebration isn't it at that yeah point? well you'd already been promoted and i think um you know all the boozers around the the place were packed with Sunderland fans and the the funniest moment for me is when i was walking uh behind one of tramia stands known as the cow shed is <laughs> uh <laughs> walking behind the cow sheds a transit van this is quite close to kickoff but a transit van a white transit van pulled up and the doors opened before it had stopped and the driver applied the brakes and in the back of this transit van there was about eight blokes Sunderland fans and they were on you know the like school chairs kind of um the the metal ones with like a plastic bucket seat with a hole in the back like those orange and black black Mm -hmm. they were just sat on them in the back of a transit van and three of them fell out because they'd opened the door, <laughs> opened the doors, and then the brakes had been applied, and they just fell out the back with like candelaga over them. And it's just like, but it was it was right next to the ground. It wasn't like they were doing it in you know, it, was, it was packed area. So I'm sure I'm not Brilliant. the only one with that memory. There must have been other witnesses to that, but it was very funny, and it was kind of uh, very symbolic of uh, of what happened, what happened that day, but. Matt, what are we expecting today? What's what's the prediction for the score? Uh, look, I think I'm going to do something I don't normally do, and I'm going to back Sunderland to win, which will be nice. Let's say goals. 2-0. Two, 2-0. Two nil. Two nil. I'm going to go with 
I think tra- tra- thing is Tramia went to Wembley like four years ago, and there was a sense that I think they were playing Forest Green in the conference playoff final, and there was a sense that this was like a really great day, and the players were like really loving being at Wembley, and they got beat. And the following year, they got to the playoff final at Wembley, and there was a a sense that this wasn't a day to enjoy. This was work. This was a day to win, you know, and you can only enjoy it if you win. And so I think that lesson was learned quite well. I think Sunderland are just going to be too good. <laughs> so I, I, re- I really should, for the purposes of the podcast and, uh, you know, the conflict that we enjoy in modern society, <laughs> I think I need to say, no, Matt, Tramia Rovers is going to score, you know, we're, it's going to be 2-1 to Tramia Rovers kind of think it probably won't be but let's say 2-1 let's say Sunderland take an early lead uh then Tramir equalize and then it's the time is running out wouldn't it be great if they did you know that football league centenary festival if they did for the Papa John's trophy a different format just reduce the hours <laughs> yeah or like you know so like the the teams like instead of just having two teams today in the final that you had all the semi-finalists. Yeah, that would be fun. They played like a round robin. And maybe It'd be great even... to go to a day like that as well. What fun that would be. Just yeah, get and... your ticket for Wembley, get in early, a few bevvies in the sunshine. Be great. And, and even if they um, had the four teams played a round robin, but they played like on a smaller format and they played seven aside, or they played across the pitch and they had two games happening simultaneously. <laughs> But that would be that would be great, and maybe also this is another idea: is that you have a a bench of substitutes from all the teams, and you can but, just bring them on when there's a red card. Uh, yeah, <laughs> is that it? Still, still bitter. Still, still bitter. bitter. It was still twenty bitter. years, twenty one years ago. <laughs> mean, I'll give you a call in the morning and let you know how you got on. Matt, what what's going to happen now? I'm going to go to sleep. Uh, I'm going to get up in the morning. The game would have finished. I'll, I'll give you a call, check in with you. We'll press record. I won't check my phone or anything. I won't look at the score. Absolutely. You've just got to give me a bit of a match report oh. and then give me the, I'll make give it me dramatic. the final results. So you've got a bit of work to do uh, today. All right, mate. Well, sleep well and uh, <laughs> in good luck. Fair play, all of that. Use the right number of players. <laughs> yeah, I look forward to speaking to you soon. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Moneybags. Moneybags Sunderland. <laughs> See you with all your fans. Bye-bye. See you, Matt. <laughs>